pollinators, as I mentioned, are um, a really critical part of our food system. They're responsible for one in three bites of food we eat. So without pollinators, uh, we don't have a lot of food. And so these companies' supply chains depend on uh, the health of pollinators. And the great news is if you take action to protect pollinators, you're actually protecting those ecosystems as well. You're listening to Food Integrity Now with your host, Carol Gravey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Food Integrity Now. My guest today is Kendra Klein. Kendra is a PhD and the senior staff scientist at Friends of the Earth, where she leads work on food and farming solution. She is a writer researcher, and advocate with over 15 years of experience in environmental sustainability, food, agriculture, and environmental health. Prior to joining Friends of the Earth, she coordinated farm to institution work at the California Healthy Food in Healthcare campaign and worked at Breast Cancer Action on chemical policy reform and corporate accountability related to pink Kendra has apprenticed on organic farms in California and Hawaii. She is a 2011 Switzer Environmental Fellow and has written for The Nation, Gastronomica, Civil Eats, Food Tank, and EcoWatch. She holds a BA in Interdisciplinary Science from Miami University of Ohio and a PhD in Environmental Science Policy and Management from UC Berkeley. Today, we're going to be speaking with Kendra about Walmart. Walmart just announced a landmark pollinator health policy. It is the most far-reaching to date of any U.S. food retailer and what this all means. Kendra, welcome to Food Integrity Now. Thank you so much, Carol. Well, thanks for being on with me today. Uh, about a week or so ago, I got an email from your organization, Friends of the Earth, with a press release uh, about an announcement from Walmart. But before we get started talking about this, can you tell us a little bit about your organization, Friends of the Earth, and who you are and what you do? Yes, Friends of the Earth is a national environmental organization in the United States, and we also have sister organizations in 74 countries. So we're the largest international grassroots federation of environmental organizations. And here in the US, we work on a whole range of issues, um, including climate and forests and oceans. I am part of the food and agriculture team, and I am a staff scientist uh, with that team. I do a lot of work on trying to reduce use of toxic pesticides in our food system and shift to organic and other ecological alternatives that are better for us, better for the planet, um, and uh, better for pollinators. A lot of our work focuses on bees and other pollinators. Wonderful. So let's discuss what the announcement was from Walmart. Uh, The press release was entitled 
Walmart announces industry-leading policy to protect pollinators from pesticides. What does this really mean? Well, we've been working for the past four years with major food retailers like Walmart, Costco, Kroger, Albertsons, those are the largest four. Um, And we have been asking them to use their enormous market power to phase out the use of toxic pesticides in their conventional supply chains and to expand organic offerings. And that's because pollinators, as I mentioned, are um, a really critical part of our food system. They're responsible for one in three bites of food we eat. So without pollinators, uh, we don't have a lot of food. And so these companies' supply chains depend on uh, the health of pollinators. And the great news is if you take action to protect pollinators, you're actually um, protecting those ecosystems as well. Cleaner water, um, a food system that's uh, better for the climate and safer for people. So we were really excited to work with Walmart over the past number of months on releasing what is now the leading pollinator health policy in the food retail industry. And I should say for a major uh, retailer, we're looking at the the largest 25 food retailers. So not the independent um, and co-op natural grocers. So what Walmart has committed to do is by the year 2025, all of the fresh produce suppliers for uh, Walmart's U.S. customers will be certified to ecological farming methods called integrated pest management. And those are methods like cover cropping and rotating crops that decrease the need for pesticides in the first place, creating healthier systems, healthier plants and also recruiting beneficial insects uh, to to help kill the insects that we don't want. And those suppliers are going to be certified by independent third-party auditors for those integrated pest management practices. Um, So it really is a policy that sets a a time-bound goal, um, a measurable goal and one that has transparency because there are um, third party certifiers involved. And so we are hoping that other food retailers see this as a challenge to step up and uh, meet or go beyond Walmart's new policy. Wonderful. So this doesn't necessarily mean uh, or educate me on this, that they're agreeing to go organic by 2025. Am I correct? That is correct. And um, that would be fantastic because there's data showing that organic farming can help reverse pollinator declines, showing that um, organic agriculture helps pollinators and a whole host of other beneficial insects flourish. And so the, the big vision we're holding is to create a food system where Organic is the norm and organic is for all. And Walmart's policy is a step in that direction. It will work with conventional growers to um, implement some of the practices that make organic farming work. Um, so, so regenerative type practices? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, that would 
in essence, reduce the need for pesticides and herbicides and insecticides. Right. If you're working with the natural system um, and, and not sort of in a continual chemical warfare against the, the insects and the weeds, um, that system begins to also work for you. And um, by building healthy soils, you have healthier crops that can resist, resist pests. Um, you know, we think about ourselves, we know when our immune system is strong, we can better resist diseases. And, and that's analogous to creating a, a healthy system um, with uh, stronger plants. And like I said, um, helping those insects flourish on your farm that are going to find and eat the pests that you don't want. So there's um, all sorts of ecological methods that underpin organic farming that can also be used on conventional farms. Okay, and the third party certification, who will be doing that? Yes, yeah, so an organization called IPM Institute of North America worked with Walmart to benchmark existing third party certifications. Um, and, and they, um, came up with a list of the certifications that have robust integrated pest management criteria already. And so we're, we're not starting from scratch, we're working with certifications like Fairtrade International, Rainforest Alliance, Be Better Certified, um, Equitable Food Initiative. Uh, so these are existing certifiers who already as part of their criteria of working with growers have uh, strong integrated pest management. And so, um, you know, the, the Walmart news will really grow the market for those existing uh, strong certifications. Great. Well, it certainly is a step in the right direction. Can you tell us a little bit about your Friends of the Earth Be Friendly retail retailer campaign and how that all works? Yes, this Walmart announcement grew out of that campaign. Uh, we have a scorecard. If you go to, if you just Google Be Friendly Retailer Scorecard, that's probably the best way to find it. And we grade 25 of the largest U.S. food retailers on how they're doing on protecting pollinators from pesticides. Um, before this announcement, Walmart had an F and they have jumped up to first place. Um, but that first place is still only a C plus. Um, so what that says is the entire food retail industry, the, the largest companies have a long way to go to truly protect pollinators and truly build a sustainable food system. But we are, we, we publish a scorecard as a way to motivate companies to take action and, and to be able to lift up those examples of leadership like Walmart's uh, new policy. Yeah. So, so the point is that Walmart was at the bottom of the list with an F and they have moved up to C plus. Yes. And, and the goal is obviously to get some of these retailers to be in the A category. Right. And what that would take is, you know, Walmart has passed this, well, not established this policy, I guess you'd say for its fresh produce supply chain. And expanding that to other food categories, especially expanding that so that it would begin to address 
the use of pollinator toxic pesticides in corn and soy supply chains, because we know that using a particular class of pesticides called neonicotinoids as seed coatings for corn and soy and other major commodity crops is one of the most harmful uses of pesticides for pollinator health. It's creating a, a compounding toxicity in our food system because neonics don't break down readily, they're persistent, and they're also incredibly acutely toxic to all sorts of insects. And so, you know, a real um, leadership position for a food retail company would be addressing that use of neonic coated seeds. Let's uh, talk for a minute about neonicotinoids or, or otherwise known as neonics. It's, it's a class of insecticides. Yes. Okay. And uh, tell us a little bit about them. It's a, a newer class. And by that, I mean, since the nineties, we began using them in the 1990s. And in part, we started using them because the data on the health impacts of other classes of pesticides, like the organophosphates, um, was growing and indicating um, that there were really serious uh, health consequences to the organophosphates. They um, are associated with reduced IQ in children, increased risk of autism, attention problems, uh, Alzheimer's, so neurological problems. Neuro, um, they are neurotoxins. So we, we now understand years later um, that we had a really, um, a, a real devil's bargain because we have decreased the use of organophosphates, which is good news for our health. Um, but increasing the use of neonicotinoids has meant um, you know, this increasing toxicity in the environment. And not that we can weigh one against the other, but both, both are bad news. We need to overall decrease pesticide use and not just trade one set of risks for the other. So if your listeners have heard news about the insect apocalypse, um, the really massively declining numbers of insects, um, around the world, many species are at risk of extinction. Um, part of what's driving that is our increased use of neonicotinoids. A recent study came out that said that even though we're using fewer insecticides overall in the past decade, the risk for bees and other beneficial insects has doubled. And that's largely as a result of neonics. So we need to work towards a a food system where, you know, we're not coming up with the, the next best uh, poison to address pests, but we're actually building and using the science of um, ecology to create a system that's healthier for the bees and for all of us. Yes, that's so important. And I think I read that there, uh, the neonics are used on uh, more than 140 different crops. So that's pretty substantial. And, and they're also, now are neonics, are they systemic? Yes. And what that means is that they are taken up into the plant itself. So you know, you can't wash off the residues of neonics because it's actually in the 
fruit of the plant and the pollen and the nectar. And so if we think about bees out there in the environment, um, you know, you, you can't necessarily control the timing of your spray of the neonics because they're taken up there in the plant itself um, and they are very persistent. One of my big concerns and, and part of the education that I've been doing is around glyphosate, which, uh, as you know, is the most widely used herbicide in the world. Do you have a campaign uh, around glyphosate? We do. So this Bee Friendly Retailer campaign has identified a number of um, highly concerning pesticides that we're talking to retailers about addressing. Um, neonics um, are, of course, a, a whole class we're talking about, but glyphosate is another chemical that we're talking to them about um, because there's so much data linking it to harm to human health. Um, it is driving massive declines in monarchs because its use is wiping out milkweed, the one food that monarch young depend on. And more recent research also shows that it harms bees. Um, and so there are so many reasons to decrease or ideally phase out the use of glyphosate in our food system. Yes. So back to the neonicotinoids for a minute. In our country, they are not banned, but they are banned in other countries. Yes. So what we find is often other countries are quicker to follow the science um, and act to restrict toxic pesticides. So the most concerning neonics are banned in the European Union because of the data showing their harm to bees and um, because bees are so critical to a sustainable food system. There are over 80 pesticides that are allowed for use in the United States um, that have been banned in other countries. And so what that shows us is that Environmental Protection Agency, which regulates pesticide use, um, lags behind the science. So this is one of the reasons why we're talking to companies, you know, as we work to get the policies we need. And we know that sometimes these large companies can move faster. And part of Walmart's policy is to ask their fresh produce suppliers to phase out the use of neonics and another highly problematic uh, pesticide called chlorpyrifos. And mm -hmm. that's the, the part of that class I mentioned that is um, a neurotoxin, harmful to children's developing brains and um, also leads to neurodegenerative diseases later on. So that's great news um, that Walmart will be um, encouraging growers and asking them to track their use each year with the goal of continual reduction. And we've seen a number of other companies because of this Bee Friendly Retailer campaign come out with pollinator health policies in the past couple of years with similar encouragements to growers to reduce use of neonics and chlorpyrifos. And so Costco and Aldi, Rite Aid, Albertson, Albertsons and Kroger um, have uh, similar policies. Um, it, not on the integrated pest management piece, which is what is so leading about Walmarts, um, but asking growers to phase out use of those 
pesticides. I also want to call out Giant Eagle, which is a, a grocery chain, um, mostly on the East Coast and Midwest, that last fall came out with another leading policy requiring their produce growers to phase out the use of the most concerning neonics. Um, so that's a, another retailer action that is um, really important um, and, and hopefully setting an industry standard there as well. So as far as setting an industry standard, what is your hope in the move that Walmart just made? I am hopeful that in the coming year, we will see other major food retailers step up and be uh, both inspired and challenged by Walmart's policy um, and, and want to match it. Um, and, uh, you know, ideally, if I zoom out, what I would love to see is retailers really investing in transitioning towards an organic food system. And they could do that by supporting growers to transition, uh, by supporting um, organic research, and by using their sway um, on Capitol Hill. They should be there lobbying for the types of policies that would level the playing field and, um, you know, speed a transition across the board towards organic and ecological methods. Yes, that would be wonderful. Organic and organic regenerative farming would yes. be the ultimate that we're pushing for. And um, for our listeners, uh, if you don't know much about regenerative farming, you can uh, go to foodintegritynow.org. And I just interviewed Gabe Brown, who is such an expert uh, and speaks all over the country and, and has spoken all over the world about the value of regenerative farming. So it, I would just encourage you to learn more about it because we're hoping this is the wave of the future. Kendra, uh, this is really good news that Walmart, which is, I think it's the largest supplier of groceries in this country, or is it that? It is, which might shock a lot of people. Um, the second largest is Kroger, and um, Walmart has significantly higher grocery sales than Kroger, you know, which is a traditional grocery, st grocery store. So um, they're really a a major player. And so their announcement will affect millions of acres of uh, farmland around the world. Yeah, that's, that's great. And how can uh, our listeners and consumers, how can they assist in this uh, whole transition? Do you have any recommendations? That's a great question. Um, one way, you know, we engage people in um, actions to ask that uh, food retailers make changes. We have been focused on Kroger um, lately. And so if folks Google Be Friendly Retailer Scorecard, they'll see uh, a link there to ask Kroger um, to take action. I think another way is talking to their local grocer. 
when they go in, um, talk to managers and let them know that they think pollinator protection is really critical and that by protecting pollinators from pesticides, we're also protecting human health. Um, and those messages um, make it up to, to corporate. You know, I've talked to companies that said, yes, you know, the messages that they take at their local stores do eventually make it up to the corporate headquarters or pick up the phone, um, call customer service and, um, you know, again, just make that message loud and clear that we need a food system that is safer for pollinators and safer for all of us. And the pathway there is reducing the use of toxic pesticides and growing organic and regenerative agriculture. And I will say, I, I absolutely agree with you on the, the need for a regenerative food system that is the future. And so many organic growers are the original regenerative farmers. Um, and, uh, you know, we need more and more farmers to begin using the, those ecological methods um, that make a regenerative system work. Yes, and I, I think one other thing that people can do is buy organic, vote with your yes. dollars. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you're buying organic, you know, you're supporting that industry. And I think if enough people switch to organic, which studies have shown will greatly increase your health, then the message will be to these uh, large grocery stores and small grocery stores that that's what we want. Absolutely. It's a very easy way that anybody can help with this. Yeah. And, you know, it's such a win-win for the bees and for us. And I think so many of us choose organic because we're concerned about our and our family's exposure to pesticides. Friends of the Earth has done a couple studies showing uh, we, we worked with four families across the country and um, tested their urine for a week on their conventional diets, their regular diets, and then put them on a 100% organic diet. And we found that all of the pesticides that we tested for, including neonics and chlorpyrifos and glyphosate, all dropped dramatically in that one week. And so we know that switching to organic uh, definitely decreases people's exposure to toxic pesticides. Yes, there's no question about that. And I am a holistic nutritionist and I won't even take a new client unless they agree to eat mostly organic because it just doesn't work with your health. If you are trying to get healthy and then you're consuming you know, these neonics and glyphosate and other toxic chemicals. So um, it's definitely, you know, I know I'm preaching to the choir here. My audience pr pretty much knows this, but uh, that being said, it's just, it's just very important. Who's number two on your list of your fee-friendly? Good question. Scorecard. Whole Foods. <laughs> yes. So Whole Foods. <laughs> place. They just got knocked down to number two. And the reason um, Whole Foods is there is because they are such a major organic retailer. And so the, the way our scoring is set up is uh, around making commitments to phase out uh, pesticides in conventional supply chains 
and also to reward companies for really investing in um, organic. <clears throat> because of course, uh, you know, some 900 toxic pesticides allowed in conventional agriculture are not allowed in organic. Um, so that really is the, the gold standard that we're going for. Um, and right below Whole Foods is Costco. Um, who, again, it's a company that is investing in organic in many ways um, and also was the first in 2018 as a result of this work to establish a, a pollinator health policy, encouraging reduction of neonics and chlorpyrifos. Yes, and Costco is the largest retailer of organic groceries in this country. You know what's really interesting is we're... We cannot um, get the data that would really allow us to compare company by company um, organic sales. The companies are quite closed-lipped about it. Um, mm -hmm. Our hopes in the in the coming year or two, as a result of this campaign, is to um, encourage companies to disclose that because um, you know we would love to be able to. Um, truly compare, you know, who has invested in organic, um, you know, who is making it accessible to customers um, and, and see who's at the top there. Yeah, that would be wonderful information. And I know back to Costco for a second, uh, I think it was in 2018, they decided to quit selling Roundup. Uh, yes. Yeah, you know, which was major news. And uh Maybe Walmart will do so eventually. I mean, it's so we important. Have, we have made sure that they know about Costco's commitment and, and ask them to follow their lead. And we also, aside from this food retail uh, campaign, are collaborating with a number of other organizations to ask Home Depot and Lowe's, the two largest home and garden retailers, to end sales of Roundup and other glyphosate-based herbicides. Um, so another great way folks can get engaged. Um, you know, hopefully we will also see movement there in the coming year. Yes. Well, I'm on the board of Moms Across America, and we are uh, we have asked Lowe's and Home Depot both to yes. continue its sale of uh, glyphosate-based herbicides, which yes. is more than just Roundup, Ranger Pro, and the list goes on and on. But uh, when I when I go there, I still see it. And uh, I sometimes do a little education if people are browsing in that department. And I'm still finding so many people do not know, which is why uh, the work is and the education is so important. It's so, so critical. Thank you so much for, for doing that work and helping to educate people. Well, um, you, your organization is indeed doing wonderful work too. So I just wanted to have you on today and, uh, you know, any kind of good news from a corporation like Walmart is is really great news because they're so large and hopefully they'll set a trend. Yes, I, I hope so. Thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to 
talk with you and talk with your audience. Yeah, well, let us know a little bit more uh, how people can find out more about Friends of the Earth and get involved if they want to. How can they do that? One of the easiest ways would be to go to foe.org or friendsoftheearth.org and they can sign up there for action alerts by email. Um, ways that uh, they can find out more about the research we do and, and our work to shift to an organic food system um, is at organicforall.org. Um, so I think those two uh, web addresses would probably be the, the quickest ways to find out more about us and to get involved. Okay, thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for being on with us today. And please share the information. And if you haven't already done so, subscribe to us on iTunes or Spotify, or you can just sign up on foodintegritynow.org website and you'll get an email every time we do a new podcast. So thanks, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Kendra, for the work you do. And we'll be back soon with another important show.